So today I, Steven Shred, am going to be leading the way. This is the uh, same show, same basic idea, but uh, Sir Mandrew over here let me uh, take the reins on this one because I decided that uh, it would be cool for us to go through a show that I enjoyed but uh, has been kind of, um, you know, in, we, we've been in the dark about this one for quite a while and uh, they finally came out with a new season we are talking about black mirror today season six all right and like always we are Video Nerds. ah i forgot about the title <laughs> yeah so uh like i said before uh black mirror has been kind of uh like not really forgotten about it's kind of fallen by the wayside as of late they waited too long yeah, they waited a very long time. I believe the yeah. last season before this was 2019, 2020, somewhere around there. It has been quite a while. And even with that, the last season only had three episodes. So it, it's been a long wait. So as soon as I saw this come up, I was like, all right, we, we got to do this. You know, the signature Black Mirror thing, every episode is its own thing. Uh, very Twilight Zone-esque. But some have connections to previous episodes and previous stories which does come up and we'll get into that a little bit later yeah nice yeah this one was i like black mirror as a whole the uh, there's some seasons where there are definitely way more good episodes than bad this one goes in a little different direction for me like last season you said yeah there was only three episodes so we can only take so much out of that it was like three movies this one we got five and it was it was it was up and down for me. So let's start with what's your favorite? Which episode was your favorite? I would say for reasons that are different than you would think. <laughs> uh, episode four, Maisie Day, was my favorite. There was a lot of things I did not like, but the big reveal was uh, something that I have been a big fan of in uh, movies and shows, so uh, that that's the one that won me over. I don't know if we want to get into spoilers just yet, so I'll talk about that later. <laughs> How about you? Uh, for me, uh, it, it is the first one. It's Joan is Awful, because I thought that was very well-rounded. It did have good actors in it. It did, you know, do what Black Mirror does, and we'll get into that, the Black Mirror factor rating later on. But I'd say out of all of them, that was my favorite. And then from there, Maisie Day was my second favorite. And then, you know, just going down the line from there. Yeah. To our least favorite. 
Uh, I would have to say my least favorite was episode five, Demon 79. Not going to lie, very boring for me. Uh, I felt like it was a bit of a grind, especially being it was the longest episode out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I, overall, that was my least favorite, and it sucked because that was the last one and the longest one. Yep, I was expecting it to go out with a bang. Uh, it did not. <laughs> yeah, it did not. I was like, all right, when it started going, I'm like, okay, I can I can get into this. And I was like, this could have been like 40 minutes shorter. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it didn't need to give us backstory on all these random things. We, it, was, it was really unnecessary. All right. I think I'm going to have to go, I want to say maybe D8. Because, honestly, I don't see myself coming back to any of these episodes ever again. How about you? <laughs> You're generous, because I am going a... Truthfully, I'm going a D4 on this one. Damn. Because there was one out of five that I really liked. There was stuff on the other ones that I liked, but in general, it was too dark or boring. And I was like, ugh. Like, some of those episodes were so dark, especially one of them that just... It was like, man... Wanted to lighten up a bit. Damn. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, so it's. I had to go low rating on this one. I had to go. It, it might bump up to a D6, but I don't know, man. It's it's low. It's low rating for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. It There was nothing in this season where I was like, damn, that was crazy. I need to watch that again. Like uh, a very similar show. Uh but praised for different aspects. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Another Netflix series. Oh, another show that has, you know, these uh, self-contained stories. Uh, there's episodes of Love, Death, and Robots. And I talk about that because in the years that Black Mirror has been gone, that show has come out and had three seasons. Yeah. Uh, in that show, though, there are episodes that I've watched many, many times. Granted, they are much shorter. They're, like... 15 to 25 minutes each, I believe. But, uh, yeah, very short. you know, there's some Black Mirror episodes that I've watched multiple times as well. And, uh, none of these are making the cut. If I'm ever coming back to anything, even, even though, like, you know, I'm a huge, like, Selma Hayek simp, I'm probably never watching that episode again just because it wasn't, you know, super engaging to me. Like, uh, the story wasn't like enough for me to want to watch an hour episode again you know yeah i get you yeah i have that feeling like uh none of those episodes but the selma hayek one i i would go back to that but maybe once because i i like those kind of stories i'll give my perspective on that once we get into the nitty-gritty about that episode gotcha well on that note we're doing it we're jumping into spoilers let's do it spoiler alert Spoiler alert. Nitty gritty it up. All right. Joan is awful. I, I love the way that it went. You know, we we start seeing that uh, the woman, Joan, as things happen, they are then shown in a TV show called Joan is Awful. Her life goes as is. She's not the nicest person in the world. And it seems like there's like a few hours difference between the things happening in her life and then them being portrayed on, you know, their version of Netflix, which I believe is called Streamberry. Yes, it is. 
uh, and her character is played by Salma Hayek. You know, so it ends up uh, tearing a hole in her relationship with uh, her fiance, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, because she's talking about an ex. She meets up with the ex. Uh, she has a whole therapy session talking about how much she enjoyed the ex more than her fiance. And he sees all of this and it's all truth. All of the interactions she had throughout the day, firing someone, everything is portrayed on the TV just hours later. We come to find that they're listening in on the phone and they're able to use AI to create the entire show off of the likeness of actors and actresses, which is why Selma Hayek is portraying her and why it's able to turn around so fast. It's definitely an interesting concept because AI is definitely becoming a tool being used more and more and now that we have these deep fakes and everything that are coming out the technology is only going to get better so it's not too crazy to think that in the future stuff like this can become a thing so really interesting concept the issue i have here though before we get to you know or well you know let's get to the actual end okay so it turns out that uh she is not the real joan It turns out that I believe the actual woman's name is Amy. And uh, she, the the woman Joan that we're following, is actually another portrayal. So the original woman's name is Amy. They use the dramatized version of her for the show. And then within the show, there's a dramatized version of that character. And then within that show, there's a dramatized version of that character. So the Selma Hayek that we see that comes up because she's angry that uh, her likeness was used in in certain scenes in the show. It turns out she's not the real one, so the way that they get rid of it is they uh, have this ripple effect where the original woman breaks the system and uh, therefore the whole uh, quantum computer, I believe it was called, crumbles and then it just kills the whole like ripple thing where you know there's worlds within the worlds within the characters and all that so my issue with that you know super complicated thing and everything but black mirror ray did it there's an episode called playtest from season three it's basically that oh was that the one with the uh the virtual reality young guy that was traveling Mm -hmm. the whole thing is he gets plugged into a virtual reality Uh, It becomes too lifelike. It starts actually harming him. He then wakes up to find that he's still in the room. The virtual reality was so strong that it actually put him into another, like, uh, reality where he's waking up, taking the thing off, thinking it's real life, and it's not. And then he wakes up again to find that he's still not awake in the real world. And then we come to find this all happened in a split second because as soon as he put the thing on and it was plugged in, he actually died. So the idea of the consciousness and the everything, the world within the world, and the world is not what you think it is because it's actually not. You're just experiencing it because your consciousness is here at the moment, but it's not the real world because as soon as you're out of it, it's gone. It, it felt a little too similar to Playtest. Like uh, just the overarching concepts of uh, the whole, you know, going deeper into the rabbit hole. I don't know. What what was your take on it? I feel like I've been talking way too long. <laughs> no, it's all good. Man, uh, so I do agree with what you're saying. I do see that point. For me, I did not uh, think of it as the like the one playtest, and you, you are right. There's a lot of similarities there. 
but for me it was more of i focused on the the show aspect and how they found out that you know you accept the terms of service and they can use your likeness they can uh, listen in on you they can do whatever they want and the same thing with the actors and actresses they could do whatever they want there's no repercussions and they don't even have to pay people well so i thought it the whole ai getting into the you know film industry and being able to make these episodes of real life things pretty much the day of was very interesting and the whole uh world upon world universe universe like layers inception style it was secondary to me but it did it did surprise me at the end i didn't think that that was the main one that we were seeing was not the actual main joe that it was actually annie murphy yeah i did not think that i i kind of had a feeling as soon as they started talking about selma hayek then in the show then seeing uh kate blanchett as uh, her version of joan and reacting that way i, I was like okay i think they all just kind of piggyback off of each other so it, it kind of gave me the idea i was like maybe we're not looking at the real character yeah once we saw michael sarah at the end i was like <laughs> uh that's not right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think it was because I was I, I was doing the uh, the thing that you're not supposed to do when you go into these things. I was looking for where the twist was. Ah, okay. <laughs> Which I think, you know, probably ruined some of the fun, but I was like, all right, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> there are plenty of those episodes where I saw the twist well before it happened, so I get you on that one. All in all, though, uh, solid episode. Uh, not my tippity-top favorite just because... There was something in Maisie Day that I really liked, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll give you a little little warning. It's not the characters. <laughs> nope. But um, yeah, Joan the is characters awful. are all shit. Yeah, <laughs> Joan is awful though. Uh, I would say one of the overall more solid episodes of this season, where uh, everything kind of kept me engaged. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely uh, like I said my favorite, so I definitely agree with you on that one. And second favorite, Maisie Day. So we're kind of in line there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, talk about your Black Mirror Factor rating. I am going... We uh, have we have a little uh, meter here. Uh, came up with the idea of meh to mind blown. Because, like we talked about before, the whole thing is that these are all supposed to be like... Well, not, not all of them, but, you know, a big factor to Black Mirror is they have these twists and they have the idea that not everything is as it seems i'm gonna give this a solid which uh, we have meh which was wasn't interesting very predictable all right had cool moments but more bad than good fine had cool moments more good than bad solid overall really good but didn't really catch me by surprise and mind blown great and totally caught me off guard Uh, i'm gonna go with solid because overall is really good but it didn't really catch me off guard because I kind of went in <laughs> thinking that something was going to be happening. And like I said, uh, there was little hints to it. What about you? I'm going to go with all right, because it did have cool moments, but more bad than good, in my opinion. I can definitely see that. I'll jump on into the next one. All right, take it away. Episode two, Lock Henry. A couple travels to the gentleman's mom's house. And he's visiting before they're going to go make their documentary movie about 
an egg collector or something very, very boring. They talk about how they're very excited about it, but you can tell they're not. <laughs> so they're there, this beautiful area in, uh, in a little small Scottish town has like no people there. And you would think that it would be overrun with tourists. It's like very eerie, like they're out everywhere, even in town, and there's like hardly anybody there. So you find out that there was this big thing that happened back when the guy was a little kid and his dad was the sheriff of the town. And they found that all these tourists were going missing. And there was a couple, a newlywed couple that went missing. And then they ended up finding that there was a local that was kidnapping and torturing them. And then eventually, shortly after, the sheriff, he got shot during that whole conflict and then died in the hospital, not from the shot, but from something else. So the girlfriend decides, hey, this is great. We should do a documentary on this. And one of the old friends of the guy, he decided to say, yes, let's do this. Let's get tourists back here. So they started going into this and started investigating. It turns out that the, uh, the local friend has a ton of, uh, a ton of tapes, a ton of stuff because uh, apparently his mom was obsessed with it and his dad was, uh, friends with, uh, I think like, uh, he, he had a, he had an acquaintance with the uh, person who uh, was doing the killing. Uh, yeah. Friends with everybody, but he's like, uh, it's like a shut-in, doesn't talk to anybody anymore. So something definitely seemed up. Uh, they start investigating, come to find some, some, uh, some stuff. <laughs> they find out, which I actually, I actually figured it out when they were going into the house and checking out the death dungeon where he tortured and murdered people. And they had that old camera, and they found that VHS tape in there. I I knew right then. Did you catch it? Did you catch anything weird about that moment? I actually didn't because I was not paying attention to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I was reading into it because on this one I was looking for something off. And like the first time they showed that old style video, video camera, I was like, oh, there's gonna be something up with that for sure. He's going to use it, and something's going to be up. So they found that old tape in there. They record over it, and some stuff happens. The boyfriend ends up having to go to the hospital because of some awful stuff. And then the girlfriend goes back to the mom's house and is working on the documentary and going through the footage they just shot, and the VHS type keeps going. And you see that the guy's mom and dad were partners with the guy that was torturing everybody and they were in on it and everything starts to make sense even the giant what was it what was that show it was like a an old uh tv investigator show yeah. that uh I, that she had so many tapes of yeah i don't remember what it was it, called but, but yeah it was supposed to be framed like she taped there, there's like tons and tons of VHS tapes of this like one supposed show because she was uh, crushing on the lead actor. So just tons and tons of videotapes all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and you find out that a lot of those were people getting tortured and killed. So the girlfriend runs away from the mom 
and the mom, you don't know if she was actually going to try to take care of the girlfriend or get gave up or what, but the girlfriend gets away and then ends up falling in a creek, hitting her head and, and dying. And then the mom goes home, puts all the evidence up for the son to watch and use for his movie, and she takes her own life. That was a dark-ass twist. Yeah. And then uh, we see him later on. Uh, the movie comes out. He is presented an award for it. And then he goes home. He gets a call from the local friend where there's now tourists. He's all happy. And then he hangs up on the friend and he's just alone in the room. And that's it. That's how um, it ends. Unhappy. He lost everything in his life, basically. Very, <laughs> very depressing episode. <laughs> in that that was just the tip of the iceberg compared to the next episode. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that <laughs> that episode, I honestly was going super wacky mode on it. I thought we were going to see, like, aliens or something weird. Like, the guy oh, torturing people was secretly an alien. He, like, takes his skin off or something. And, like, I thought it was going to get crazy. But it just got really, really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just super sad. Yeah, that, that's why I wasn't paying attention to any of that, like, the VHS stuff or the camera. Like, I was just like, yo, this is going to be aliens. The boyfriend and the family are secretly aliens. They're just bringing her in. So they're going to, like, you know, test something on her. Like, I, I was thinking something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my Black Mirror Factor rating on this one, I'd say fine. Had cool moments, more good than bad. But probably middle of the road for me on that one. I will probably do all right. Because overall, I was kind of bored of the episode. And I thought the bartender friend was really obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, like the ending. Uh, I don't know. And then like on top of that, it's like it wasn't one of those twists that like wows me. It was a twist that I was like, God damn, man. Uh, I think I need to just chill for a little bit. <laughs> it was uh, not a nice twist. It was, it was pretty messed up. So I was like, ah, well, that happened. <laughs> and now to the saddest one of the bunch. Yep. Uh, beyond the sea. So uh, we have a uh, alternate version of 1969. So we have a seemingly normal family that we see a uh, father with the mother and they have a son uh they're living out in the countryside it seems uh it seems they're not super happy uh it seems like there's some tension between them the uh mother and father uh we then go to see the next part which is another man and his uh, wife and he gets approached by somebody they um you know, recognize him. They ask him if uh, he is who they think he is, which uh, for some reason the name is escaping me. Yeah, I don't think it matters. We're not good with names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shake his hand. You know, they they say all this stuff. Uh, he goes on his merry way. Uh, we come to find that both of them are not actually people. Uh, they are a sort of synthetic person, and the real men... Uh, both of them were actually up in space and they use a chair uh, with some sort of like uh, some sort of weird like transmission technology or something that sends their consciousness to a blank 
synthetic body where they could live out their daily lives with their family and then they get out of the chair they do what they need to do in space and then they uh you know could just head back to their family so it turns out that uh some people aren't very uh aren't very happy with that so we get a very reminiscence of uh the manson family kind of deal oh yeah so much yeah um one of the men in the uh while they're all uh you know synthetic mode on earth gets attacked and his whole family is killed and his uh his suits or his uh you know synthetic body is replica replica yeah that's a much better way <laughs> his replica <laughs> is uh you know cut up and tortured as well so it starts off with a bang jesus it is rough so then uh, he's obviously put into a very depressed state the other man who uh happens to be jesse pinkman <laughs> aka uh, aaron paul i believe is his real name but yep. he's just jesse pinkman and the first guy was actually josh hartnett yep which yeah i mainly know him from uh the faculty and uh, 30 days a night me too yep. <laughs> two badass movies anyways <laughs> uh so they go on uh josh hartnett's character is very you know distraught he's uh, traumatized over everything that's happened but they still have a job to do so they're out in space uh doing what they need to do aaron paul's character just decides you know what what if i let you use my replica so you can go to earth you could uh you know take in the sights you could feel the sun on you again maybe it'll help in return he uh decides or josh hartnett's character decides that he's going to do a painting of his family for him and as things continue josh hartnett's character starts getting very attached to the wife and the family and it uh starts to become really really weird really fast <laughs> Weird and awkward and oh man yeah do you want to take it from here <laughs> it starts to get very awkward and of course things build up the more he goes down there the more he tries to push and basically tries to he, he hits on aaron paul's wife which is lana and he does it in such a manipulative way it is so cringy and it comes to a head when he pretty much tries to seduce her and she's kind of into it because he's everything that her husband's not but in his body but she pulls away and she doesn't want to see him again and they end up getting into kind of a little fight he goes back up to the ship the husband finds out and doesn't want his body being used again so josh hartnett's character forces it he wants to go back and apologize apparently but you know he doesn't want to apologize so he causes something on the ship the aaron paul's character has to go outside of the ship and try to fix it that's his job he's the engineer and josh hartnett's the tech guy and while he's out there you think that he's just gonna let him die but he brings him back in to the ship and you know that he did something he did something while he was out there and he goes back to his family and finds that Josh Hartnett's character killed his entire family while he was stuck outside the ship. 
So now they're both stuck without family in the middle of deep, dark space. Yep. Yeah. How did that hit you? Uh, definition of a bummer. (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. Honestly, I thought, like, I was expecting a twist. I thought the twist was going to be the Josh Hartnett's character was actually the one that murdered everyone. Like, his family. Yeah, I thought he, like, orchestrated it or something. Yeah, like, maybe he's just some, like, psychopath and he's just like, oh, you know, my family, they were a little too close to me, so I had to to get rid of them. But it, it was just... You know, they try to play off of, like, the whole, like, trauma thing, I think, where he was just like, you know what, we're just evening the score. It was a, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> After that, I was just like, you know what, let's take a pause from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, it was gearing up to be my one of my favorite episodes or my favorite, but then it turned so dark, I was like, eh, nope. Like, cool idea, very cool idea, but holy crap, went way too human dark. Woof. Yeah, it, it it had me wondering what the overall arcing thing is supposed to be. Was it just the idea of, like, you know, the this, like, somebody wearing your skin? Was that, like the thing because i was i was trying to find the angle because usually black mirror they have some sort of angle you know where it's supposed to be very obvious yeah it's supposed to be this overarching thing where it's not just you know some people are evil some people are bad you know it's supposed to be something but uh i didn't really find that it just kind of felt like you know the idea that somebody experiences darkness so then they become the darkness it didn't really hit me any other way so there was like no like super redeeming thing you know (laughs) yeah the only black mirror aspect of it for me was the the technology and the uh era that it took place in Mm -hmm. you know 1969 but they had this crazy advanced technology sending people out into the middle of space and they can just come back as replicas on earth and nothing else in in that world was that advanced so it's like, what the hell? That's like the only thing there. Yeah. It was uh, that aspect I thought was going to be played with a little bit more, but it didn't really uh, didn't really pan out that way. Yeah, no, it did not. <laughs> so uh, for the Black Mirror Factor rating, what are you going with? I would say, all right. At cool moments, but more bad than good. Just because, goddamn, <laughs> I wanted something to be a little bit better after that last episode, but holy crap, it just got worse. <laughs> Yeah, man, they 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 hit us with uh, both barrels. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Meh because honestly, the more he got attached to the wife, uh, like one of the things is he starts drawing her. As that went on, I was just like, this is gonna get really bad. I thought he was. So this was my thought. I thought he was gonna murder Aaron Paul's character and then go into his body and not tell them anything and just pretend that he is the real like Aaron Paul character I totally thought that too yeah so it's like I I knew some murdering was gonna go down I just didn't think I thought he was gonna be replacing not completely eliminating you know so but there was that thing that the two of them both have very unique parts on that ship they cannot stay there alive without the other that's very true. Yeah. 
I didn't even consider that. So it was, uh, <laughs> I thought he was more, I, I want this and you have it. So I'm going to take it as opposed to, I want this and you have it. So I'm just going to take it all away. So we're both lonely here. Pretty messed yeah, up. I did not see that coming. <laughs> that was definitely a mind blown moment though. I was like, okay, well that happened. Yeah. As soon as he locked him out, I was like, oh no, he's going to kill the family. I thought he was just going to leave him out and then just be content with dying up there if something happened mechanically and just, you know, fake his way into the family until then, at least. Yeah, could, could definitely have seen that going that way as well. Yeah, overall, uh, definitely not going to watch that episode ever again. <laughs> nope, not going to watch that ever again. Uh, yeah, kind of ruined me emotionally. <laughs> I was just like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> Next up, your favorite, Lazy Day. Hey. Now, I'm just going to breeze through the story on this one, and then I want to hear what uh, what you really... I know what you really liked about it, but I want to <laughs> know why. Yo. So, Lazy Day, it focuses first on a uh, female photographer who is a paparazzi who takes photos of celebrities and sells them for money. And she is staking out a hotel room uh, with a celebrity that is having a tryst with another man and he is married so that is a big thing there he uh, comes up to her after he finds her and says i will give you 500 dollars for this please don't do this and she takes off and she uses that as a bargaining chip to get more money out of the person the tabloid that she sells it to she finds out later on that that actor killed himself so she feels directly responsible and decides to quit being a paparazzi. Now, fast forward, after seeing all these shitty paparazzi people, they are horrible people. You see this actress and she is in another country, kind of get the idea she's, an, she's a very popular actress and she's practicing for her role and she's doing drugs and then she goes out uh, on a drive and ends up hitting someone and you get the idea after that like oh hit and run because she wakes up the next day she's traumatized they go to the same road and they say there was a man in the uh, road dead so you basically feel like she is just completely traumatized she disappears and everybody is trying to find her and her name is Maisie Day so the paparazzi are all on her trail like bloodhounds because they will get paid handsomely. Was it $30,000? Yep, 30 grand. Or just one photo of her. Yeah, so this girl that uh, left the life, it had to be only weeks though, she jumps on it because she needs money. So she uses her contacts. She ends up finding Maisie and... A few of the paparazzi friends of hers. Well, one of them she invites. The others kind of force their way in. They find Maisie Day. And they come to the crazy, horrific truth of what's really happening. They think she's going to rehab because she has just been off the rails. But it turns out that, and I'll let you go into it. She's a werewolf. Let's freaking go. Yep, so it turns out what we were shown earlier in the episode where we believe that, uh, you know, she um, 
hit somebody because um you know it, it very much frames it that way so it shows the car you hear the sound of her hitting someone and then you see her get out and then we don't see anything further so we're under the assumption that she's loaded up on drugs she's drinking whatever and she hit somebody and killed them on accident because she even questions you know oh it was a man that they found when uh they come by the uh, crime scene later turns out what actually happened was she hit a werewolf got out of the car and got bit turned into a werewolf herself and killed somebody so they are now uh so in just so like insanely obsessed with getting their photos that they are standing in a room with her as she's transforming into a werewolf taking pictures chained up with goats in the room so you know right then when you when i saw that i was like oh she's a werewolf shit <laughs> yeah i i didn't know what it was gonna be i thought it could have been like some crazy demonic thing or aliens again but then as soon as the moon came up like oh she's a werewolf let's go I got super excited because I freaking love werewolves. I think they're some of the coolest creatures and most underutilized as far as like good media goes because there have been some stinkers for werewolf movies. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was super cool. But, uh, yeah, she uh, they end up setting her loose because the uh, main female, uh, which I can never remember the names, Main uh, woman photographer paparazzi. <laughs> Bo. Bo. All right. So Bo uh, decides that, you know, because from the way they show things, it looks like they just have her chained up for the um, withdrawals. Like very barbaric. She's literally chained to the bed. So they go and rescuing her. And that's when we see, you know, like you said, uh, you know, she's chained down. There's goats. There's all this stuff like, you know, we start putting two and two together that something more is happening here. They stupidly let her loose. So now she's able to just roam free and she just starts murdering them, which uh, I thought was pretty just because they all sucked. <laughs> yeah. And the fact when she's just begging them all to leave and they the stupid men just keep on taking photos and just non-stop flashing i was getting pissed i was like can stop what the hell yeah it's it's like i've watched a lot of horror movies i've watched a lot of uh you know anime that has like these crazy transformations i watched a lot of things that have this if you see somebody chained up and they say, leave, please leave. I will kill you. Get out. <laughs> Run as There's far as you possibly can. There's freaking goats in the room, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's crazy. But I think it's to show how horrible these paparazzi people can really be. Because uh, it, they, there wasn't a good character in this entire thing. As a, as, aside from Maisie Day herself, I think she was fine. She, she seemed fine. Yeah, she was fine. Like, uh... She didn't do anything too terrible. I mean, drunk driving, that's not cool. But, um, yeah, you know, she didn't do anything actually terrible. And when she did, Bo was like the second best, but she was still horrible. Yeah, she was still horrible. Like, uh, cause then, uh, Werewolf Maisie Day gets loose, starts murdering the, uh, paparazzi. And these douchebags have the nerve to go running to the local diner and lead the werewolf straight there. So then uh, she gets in and she just starts murdering everybody. 
all these poor people who are just, uh, you know, just chilling, just having a nice night at the diner. There was a couple on a date, the sheriff's there, the, uh... There was a waiter slash slash cook. Yeah, he... Well, he was just a waiter, actually. Yeah, yeah, he was... He even helped her out. He pointed her in the right direction for where the actual, uh, place, the rehab center is. You know, they're all, like, just regular, nice characters. We didn't see anything uh, crazy, nothing to point to the fact that these people deserve to die. But they get all just eviscerated, just nasty deaths. And uh, then the last two people are Bo and her friend, who is another paparazzi. He gets torn up. Hector. Hector. And Bo is somehow no firearms training, and the sheriff himself couldn't do it. Somehow, Bo lands a killing blow on uh, the werewolf. And then she gets her camera out and takes a picture. And the episode ends. Yeah, and Maisie Day just wants her to shoot her and kill her. But... Oh, that's right. Instead of manning up, yeah, she puts the gun in Maisie Day's hand and takes a picture of it. Yep. And then well, that's it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I hated that episode as a whole, but I loved that werewolves were in it, so I was happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the werewolf part was cool. The werewolf part and the killing paparazzi part was cool. It was like, these are horrible people. They deserve to just be erased. Just get rid of them. And uh, yeah, Bo got to live because, I don't know, because somehow that's our quote-unquote protagonist of the episode. I thought she was still a horrible character because in the end, she still does horrible things and she sees no repercussions of them. At like, the very beginning, when she uh, is take the pic- taking the pictures of the uh, celebrity guy, he says, don't do this. You're literally killing me. And she does. And she does it anyways, and he ends up uh, committing suicide. And she gets $100 more than he offered. Yep, that's it. $600 for uh, that man's life. That's, you know, it, it, it like, stuff like that irritates me because there are, like, that's like a real thing. There are people who will go and stalk celebrities like commit crimes just to get pictures of them and just to sell them to magazines and it's like i i i hate the idea of what paparazzi do so i was like hell yeah we're about to see all these paparazzi die and then she lived i was like you suck (laughs) and i'm sure she got the only one that lived i'm sure she got a ton of money off of those pictures too which made me even matter (laughs) oh yeah werewolf pictures too yeah and sell the mazy day ones chained up and then the uh, other ones to tabloids. So there you go, to the really bad tabloids. Yeah, so it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I hated every character in it, except for Maisie Day. But I feel like I got a little a little bit of a reward, a little bit of a treat, seeing a bunch of them die. Uh, werewolf, awesome. I, I love anytime werewolves are introduced to something. The gore was pretty intense. Yeah, uh, it definitely was. I mean, it could have been crazier, but, uh, you know. <laughs> But yeah, it was a, uh, it was definitely a highlight seeing all that go down because honestly, I was already like tuning out halfway through. I was just taking my mental notes because I knew that we were doing this, so I can't completely tune out. But I was just like very uninterested. It, it felt very much like um, there's a uh, <laughs> that not to get up on a tangent. There's an anime called Tokyo Avengers, which is very very highly praised. I hated it. I thought all the characters were terrible and they all deserved to just like meet a horrible fate. I didn't find anybody redeemable. I thought they were all horrible. So it's like I I felt similar here where I'm like, these aren't people that I'm rooting for. So why do I care? 
But then the werewolf came out. I'm like, all right, I got someone to root for now. <laughs> yeah, and the only good people get killed. Lazy Day, the uh, the waiter, and all the people in the diner. Yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah, and then, uh, and then you had... Um, they didn't get killed, but it's like, you know, the guy that's just looking out for them, like, uh, you know, because uh, the whole thing is that... Um, Bo finds out where Maisie Day is. Uh, she sees a car coming out of the driveway, and she decides to tail them, which the most obvious tail in the world, too. She takes she oh, takes so every much. turn, and then is directly behind him the entire time as he goes into this random diner. And he goes and slashes over tires, and he's supposed to be made off to look like a dick. But I'm like, nah, that that guy's that that's a no, solid. He's dude. not a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this dude is like looking out for you know the people he should be looking out for. Yeah, and then plus he's he he obviously knew what was up too, so I was like, no, this this guy is the MVP. <laughs> it's your own <laughs> stupid fault. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna jump into the rating, man. All right. Uh, for me, I'd say all right, man. <laughs> cool moments, more bad than good because they were such bad people. And like you said, it it was a pretty boring story until it got to the werewolf part. Then it was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to go fine just because of the werewolf. Because those good moments were way good. <laughs> yeah, like the werewolf transformation was cool. The gore was cool. The werewolf, like, I, I will admit the chase scene with the werewolf looked horrible. So bad. Like, you yeah. could tell so hard they were on a green screen. Their shadowing and the environment was different. The camera was stuck on them the whole time, but not in like the cool way where they have like the uh, camera that like doesn't move. Like I'm trying to think of a movie where it does it, but you know, there there's the camera effect where it's stationary to the person, but the environment around keeps moving. It, it seemed like they tried to do that effect, and it looked horrible. <laughs> like it looked very much like they were on a green screen just running. Like it looked really bad, but um. Yeah, Werewolf looked cool, so it's like the big payoff to me, like, made the episode. But yeah, horrible people, horrible characters. I, I could care less. Like, I really wanted Bo to die, because I, I thought that, uh, you know, her getting her little pep talk about, like, well, it's not your fault that he died, because, you know, all you did was take the pictures. It's like, you didn't need to take the pictures. You didn't need to do any of that. And he's a celebrity. He should know better. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's like, they, they would, and then, like, you know, you have the one, like, mustache creepy guy who's, like, yelling all these horrible things to get a rise out of one of the actresses. And then he's like, oh, hit me again. I'll, I'll sue you. Oh, I get a call from my lawyer. I'm like, ah, like, there's people out there that are like that. Just antagonize others. And then if you do anything, like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's you're, you're the one in the wrong. I, I hated all that. I was like, they could all just die. <laughs> And you pretty much got it. <laughs> yeah. Even the creepy mustache guy. <laughs> oh, he died first. I was so happy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, tear him up a little bit more. Maybe he's not fully dead. <laughs> All right. Now let's uh, go ahead and move on to uh, episode five, a.k.a. Snooze Fest, Demon 79. <laughs> yep. Snoozy. Yeah. This one is a pretty simple story, I, I would say you know yeah it is uh it's called demon 79 because it takes place in 1979 <laughs> we have a uh a shoe sales associate uh her name escapes me i apologize i'm very bad with these names 
Nita, Nida. I think it was Nita. Nita. All right, we'll go with that. And if uh, we're incorrect on the pronunciation, we apologize. Just uh, click it in your head, the correct pronunciation. We're all good. So uh, <laughs> you said Nida? <laughs> Nida? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Nida, Nida. Nida, Nida. Okay, I'll just... Whatever you want. I'll just say Nida, because <laughs> I don't know. So uh, Nita is a sales associate for a shoe department, and uh, she's mistreated by her uh, co-workers her boss uh she seems the shy type she's definitely framed to be the one to uh take whatever anybody gives you know people are very rude to her she's indian living in england which we're framed i don't know the historical background but we're framed to believe that indian people are looked down upon in england at this time so she uh, goes about her life, takes what she has to, does all that. People are very rude to her. She gets a very creepy interaction with uh, a customer, which uh, she is then, you know, supposed to just shrug off. Then uh, she is told that her food smells bad and that she needs to leave the area if she's going to eat. So they send her down to the basement. Now, the last person that used the basement was apparently the owner of the store, I believe? Yes. Uh, apparently, he had a fascination with the occult. So, she finds these uh, relics, these uh, little, they, they, they kind of look like, uh, like little like pieces of like, uh, I don't know, like almost like a toy of some sort like they they're like little porcelain looking things with markings on them are we told like uh, checkers yeah are we told exactly what they are they just say talisman okay so uh she takes one i do not remember the thing that actually i i don't think she does anything to actually get it to activate does she she does yeah when she's grabbing for that uh drawer that it's in she cuts her finger and That's she gets blood on right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I apologize for that. So uh, then it uh, begins speaking to her and it tricks her. You remember exactly what it is she has to say? Uh, she had to invite him in or something like that. Yeah. This, yeah, this thing was such a snooze fest that <laughs> I don't really care about the, the details. But yeah, she had to like accept him or invite him in or something like that yeah it, it was something like that like uh I'll, I'll let you in and he he basically says uh you know he calls out her name he said uh i'm a demon this is my name uh if you if you say uh you know let me in something of that sort uh i'll leave and you'll never hear from me again so she says it and it turns out to be a trick because uh you know demons are trustworthy people <laughs> Yeah, totally. So you know, uh, if they say something, they mean it. Exactly. Even if they say they're a demon. Yeah. So <laughs> he then appears before her, looking pretty demonic. <laughs> he then very cool, actually. Yeah, very very <laughs> cool. Uh, the classic horns, uh, goat-ish kind of head kind of deal. Very cool looking. But they uh, then transform into a uh, disco artist. I don't know if it was a real one or not. I know the song is real, but. Yeah, I don't. Uh, probably based on a real guy. Yeah, so uh, you know, with the idea that you know maybe this form is more suitable, I read your mind, and uh, this seems to be something that you liked. 
So they carry on, and uh, the demon then tells her that she needs to kill three people or else the apocalypse is going to go down. So then she sets off to go kill those people. <laughs> she's, of well, course, kind has, of. She, she's, of course, <laughs> hesitant about it because, you know, you don't typically want to kill people. But uh, it's the whole idea of the uh, lesser of two evils thing. And she uh, ends up getting convinced that there are bad people that are going to do horrible things. They have uh, one person that he runs into. The demon's able to see the uh, misdeeds of these people. And uh, this person turns out to be a child molester. So she kills him. Just straight up kills him. Like right then and there. Uh, kind of summons her anger from all of the uh, pent up emotions she's had with all of her dealings with people and the way that people have treated her. So, you know, very, very classic, uh, quiet, shy character finally lets him have it. Yeah, even with the daydreaming of violently, violently hurting people Yeah, in the midst of her day. Yeah, which is uh, very common throughout the episode. Anytime somebody does something wrong to her, she has a daydream about, you know, beating them with something or killing them. And then she just says, like, okay, that's fine. So, uh, next person on the chopping block is the creepy, um, customer that she had had. Uh, it turns out that he murdered his wife, so he feels he's deserving of death, so he welcomes it. She kills him, and it turns out that, uh, oh wait, yeah, yeah, it turns out that his, uh, brother is also home. So she goes downstairs and she has to kill him too. So that's three people dead right there. Turns out murderers don't count. <laughs> they have to be kind of innocent. Yeah, the line is drawn at killing another human. So then she sets out to find the third person, which uh, throughout the episode we see a uh, political candidate who is seemingly talking about segregation and keeping immigrants out he talks almost directly at her when talking about, you know, keeping the city safe and keeping uh, bad, uh, I forgot the exact phrasing, but uh, basically keeping like uh, bad people and bad influences away. So, you know, very, very obviously talking, uh, you know, racism. So she comes across him, the demon says ah no that's that's one of our boys you know he he's gonna be a he, he's gonna be a big uh, bringer of death for us so we root for guys like that she says who cares so she goes to kill him uh she doesn't get the job done she gets caught by the cops and uh i'll just wrap everything up turns out the deal was real she did not get to murder him she did not fulfill her end of the deal apocalypse goes down what were your thoughts on this this one the only thing that I wanted was to know if it was real or not. That's it. When we were going through it, I was just like, just get to the end. Just get to the <laughs> end. Let me know if it's real or if it's BS. And it was a BS. And then the part where she ends up going into the eternal void with the demon that's cast out because he failed too. It was just weird. Just felt weird. Very weird. <laughs> Yeah, felt forced right there. It's like they did not have a spark, but it's just like, oh, I either stay here and die or I just come to an infinite void with a demon. Okay, screw it. Let's go. It's like, eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it was 
very strange and it was a very boring episode i felt the same i was just like is it real or is it not because he tricked her to get here it wouldn't you know it wouldn't surprise me if he tricked her just to murder people so that he could create like a new demon or something like that like maybe that's the limit to become a demon in the afterlife you have to murder three people in real life you know so i, I wasn't sure what was going down but as soon as it went down i was like oh well cool i guess <laughs> definitely my least favorite of the whole bunch it was just yeah. it was way too long and they could have had a way better story or done it differently yeah. it's just eh. it's like how many times have we seen the uh you know the bullied person become the stronger individual and now they go after you know people that do wrong like it, it's a story that has been done many, many ways in many different forms and just in way more interesting, you know. Yeah, this was not unique at all. It, it was so boring. Like, I did not care about any of it. <laughs> this was definitely a meh for me. For Same. Sure. The mm -hmm. only thing that I thought was cool was, uh, I'm sure there was other ones, but specifically when she was shown the future of uh, the politician they made a reference to another episode called Metalhead. Yep, with the uh, with those metal robot things that kill people. Yes, because there is yeah. an episode in season four, I believe, uh, called Metalhead, where there is a woman running from this. Uh, it kind of looked like a like a dog, ish. It was a. Uh, it's like a metal. Like it, it's like a machine, like kind of dog that has like sharp little claws, and they seem to just want to kill people. So that is shown in the uh, in the seeing the politician's future, which I'm assuming is like you know a tool to like promote his you know racist ideals. Like you know we just need to eliminate them all. So they come out with the dogs, things get crazy, and uh, they start just killing everyone. And that leads to the uh, dystopian future that is shown in Metalhead. Yeah, that was cool. There, That reminds me of another thing. I forget if it was Maisie Day or Joan is Awful. It was one of those episodes. It shows either on the TV or tabloid uh, that Michael Smart, the politician, is in trouble. It's like a headline. So it ties in with that because that's who he was. It was Michael Smart. Hmm. Interesting. So does that mean it wasn't like the real apocalypse then? If that all just like happens anyways? This is probably just like side universes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole multiverse thing. Who knows, man? <laughs> yeah, true. It's, uh, yeah, it, we're probably just reading too like literal into it. It's probably just like a funny easter egg they decided to throw in. Yeah. And that one, what was it? Uh, it was the Lock Henry. Uh, when he wins that documentary award, they have the Inside Project uh, San Junipero. Oh. Which was my favorite episode out of Black Mirror. I love that episode. Hmm. And they kind of reference that. There's so many little Easter eggs. I did not catch that at all. <laughs> I think at that point in the episode, I was just so like checked out mentally. I was just like, oh man, this is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> Looking for something positive at that point. Yeah, I, I I was just like so like man, this sucks. <laughs> All right, so as a whole, this this season was so depressing. 
so freaking depressing. I hope they uh, liven it up a little bit next time. Yeah, or, you know, let's just hope for Love, Death, and Robots Season 4. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, Love, Death, and Robots has uh, been pumping out some bangers while uh, Black Mirror's been gone, which, Love, Death, and Robots, guess what my favorite episode is? The episode of Werewolves. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, that one was so good. I remember that. The animation's so insane, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that'll uh, that'll do for Black Mirror Season 6. Go check it out. Uh, let us know how you feel about it. Check me out at the Man Nerd on Twitter or themannerdpodcast.com or themannerd.com. Links to everything. You can chat with us. You might even be on the show. Who knows? We'll have a guest reviewer. Be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you later. See ya. I'm not a man, 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 I'